Hi and welcome to another episode of Allies of Convenience, the competitive international Games Workshop podcast. Uh, we are back once more trying to get some regular content out. I'm your host Logan and uh, we are joined today by some regulars. Uh, we've got Robbo, what's going on? Hey guys. Hello, hello. Uh, we've got Mike Collins. Hello boys. Uh, fresh back from the uh, the outer realms of Sigmar, it's uh, Gary. What's going on? Hello. Not bad, not bad. Uh, and from the Garden of Nurgle, it is Papa Jesse Newton. How you doing? Cheerio. That means goodbye. So means thanks for joining us. <laughs> that's that's been your most that's been your most valuable contribution ever to the podcast. Thank you. Congratulations. I tried. <laughs> chip chip cheerio does that work isn't it pip no. pip anyway it's pip pip cheerio failing miserably so that was Jesse Newton everybody yeah <laughs> now we can understand uh, the playtesting yeah can we, can we just edit him out <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy ascending alright yeah that's I'm almost to full grade on clean one that's what happens right. when you trust Americans to do anything mate clearly uh, so what we thought we'd do, what we thought we would do uh, this episode, uh, as all the indexes are out and we're all rapidly consuming and building and coming up with cool ideas, uh, is uh, each pick some of our favourite standout units. They can be obvious ones. Um, no Tempestus command squads. That's banned. That's on the blacklist already. Uh, but yeah, um, we're all going to go through and. Uh, highlight some of our favorite units that we particularly like uh, and maybe it will inspire you guys uh, we're also going to be looking at um, how wonderful the dark imperium box is i want to shout out to uh, liam o'shea who apparently i should know who he is um but he won you don't know anybody though. i don't know anybody no one knows me i don't exist um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone knows Liam, but no one knows no one knows who you are. You were at the event, the AOC, and no one knew you were buying. <laughs> no, so I like it. I'm oh, like the Mr. Wizard Boss. of Oz, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we we gave away uh, a, a Dark Imperium box and index book to Liam. Hopefully, that should be with him. Uh, Element Games are sending that out now. Uh, I used our discount code, of course, as you all should bit.ly forward slash element AOC if you want to do that uh, it all helps the podcast but yeah we'll talk about the box game first I guess who who actually bought a copy of Dark Imperium I, I bought, four. bought four you bought four I got yeah, two I only bought one I must be a pauper or something I need pox walkers now me your pox walkers sure you just fell out of your beard didn't you <laughs> That's where I'm keeping my other hundred. Ah, them and the ferrets. <laughs> Pox ferrets. But yeah, um, <laughs> I was really, really impressed with the box. Um, I actually tweeted that as I was opening it uh, the other week. Um, not like the other normal box games, of which we've seen so many recently. Um, and the standards of box games has been really, really good, I have to say, over the last couple of years. They're, they're box. Whoever's doing the box games... You know they're doing a great job. They deserve whatever they're getting paid. Um, but the Dark Imperium box was a really—it it really did feel like a collector's edition. Anyway, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it had that nice sort of slide-off case, didn't it, before you even started. So it wasn't just a box lid. It was like a sleeve. That was nice. Even as an empty box, it, I was like, wow, this the physical box. Never mind what's <laughs> in say. <laughs> he just likes the box. You really have got cats, haven't you, Matt? <laughs> either that, either that, or you're a two-year-old child. Either I, works. You know what? I'll back. I'll back Matt up on this. The box was br- was was brilliant. It was beautiful, and it had sort of like the uh, the box within a box on the top, which yeah, the nice, seal. with the purity seal on as well. Yeah, that was awesome. Hardback well, book. This is a really in-depth, <laughs> a really in-depth review of the box as well as everything else. <laughs> We're all really impressed. I, do you know what? We, we, Come on, GW. There may, there may <laughs> have been, the there may have been a few people out there that may have noticed we had been a little bit critical uh, previously. So you know, if we if we if we're fans of something, let's 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 all get up, man. It's all good. Uh, hard hardback book, of course, uh, for the first time ever. I think in a box game, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Definitely added a few uh, few extra grams or what, ounces to you Americans in terms of the posting or shipping, as you Americans call it. Um, well, most yeah. places do free shipping, you know, because because we're civilized over here. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, all those cool new models, which uh, were really, really, really impressive. Um, brand new Primaris Marines and those great Nurgle sculpts. Mm-hmm. And the sprues were like really neat as well. Mm. I mean, those guys in their in their CAD department now—they've turned that into a science, haven't they? Um, how they create these plastic kits, given that we probably all started when they were much, 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 much worse. Uh, than they are now but yeah it's really really impressive how they fit everything on perfectly and the detail they can get on there and the designs and stuff really really great um really really happy with the box i think it's the objective kit that you get with it i'm not 100 sure though but you get the sprue and then clipped into it is some clear sprue as well Mm. but it doesn't come a separate piece it's on it's obviously (laughs) done separately put together but it's on the same sprue when you actually get it, taking up cool. the space. Um, I do actually now and then, as my girlfriend loves them, build Gundam sprues, and they're not—they're not at that level yet, but they're definitely—they're uh, definitely getting there in terms of the layouts. Uh, very impressive with what mm-hmm. they're doing. So, all credit to those guys. Um, any particular favourites in the box out of you guys? I quite like the—I uh, can't remember what they're called now—the flying heavy bolt of good dudes. Uh, is, is it intercessors? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, I quite like them. The giants. Yeah. Uh, the plague marines, I think, are gorgeous, but the Lord of Contagion, for me, he's just, he's badass. I love the marine, just the primaris lieutenants. I think that they're, they're quite understated, but they've got this shout out a little bit as well. Mm. Yeah, they definitely look, um, that's, that's a great way of describing them. They, they, they stand out, but they're not like, crazy garish like some of maybe like the 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 nurgle the nurgle characters you definitely not they definitely stand out um but yeah yeah they might not draw they don't quite draw your eye but the beautiful models yeah definitely uh, they 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 they, uh they deserve a second look uh anyway but yeah i'm really really happy with with what they've done the pox walkers are done really well too they each one of them is is quite a quite a sight 
It's just, you know, you don't you don't really expect that out of your general uh you know, throwaway units basically. Like they have way more personality than cultists did. And even the cultists I thought were pretty good when they came out as well. Um in the Dark Vengeance box. I was quite impressed with those, so Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot the of individuality. Got a, haven't the Poxwalkers got a Rick and Morty dude as well? They've got a little, little guy in a science outfit. The jacket, yeah. 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 Yeah, Walking Dead, all manner of different guys. So yeah, re- really nice stuff. Very happy with it. Happy with my spend as well. Uh, of course, the index books came out as well for £15 each. Uh, what was that in Freedom Dollars? I believe they were 20 or $25 each. I know the uh, Forge World ones were 20 so, so I'm going to assume that's what they were. So very, that's very really reasonably good. priced. Yeah. Obviously, Big difference. Big difference in what you're used to. Yeah, well, they just want to get people playing, right? They just want to get people in and ready to go and, and, and using their stuff that they've already got and planning planning new purchases as well. Um, yes. So, yeah, you know, I didn't even need all five, but for, for that price, you you're going to need two or three. Just grab the other couple. <laughs> Well, I think I think the game's going to be so based around like knowing or having access to the rules of other people's units because obviously there's not a lot of rules in the main game, um, but obviously with the abilities and what have you on each data slate, you're going to need to know those. So having the rules there, uh, as you said, and it's not a massive outlay. Um, if you're going to get a couple of them, you may as well get all of them. Well, the the small rule book, quote unquote, that they give you. Uh, with this edition is fantastic as well. It's just, it's just that fold-out pamphlet it has all the rules, all the little key texts that are off on the sides and all that. It, it was, it was, it was quite convenient to have, and not have to actually look up the big rule book because, frankly, the big rule book is beautiful, but it is still clunky because it's a ton of fluff, a ton <laughs> of pictures, and then eight pages of rules somewhere in between. Yeah, I think but for the, the fluff and the pictures, the only way it's beautiful. to get the you know the old rule books that we used to take with us to events, or well, sorry, you guys mm-hmm. always used to yeah, take yeah. with you to events. Um, the mini rule book you can only get a mini rule book as far as I'm aware in the 250 quid special collectors super duper primary yeah. edition, Primark edition, whatever. Which that looks pretty sweet as well when I saw the unboxing on that. Just oh, that not was great, but none of us, yeah, none of us, uh, none of us are quite that dedicated, unfortunately, uh, to to get a copy, even myself, as profitable. Yeah, what as I'm I not am. gonna, what I'm not gonna do is that because mini rule books always have a tendency to go missing at events anyway. Oh, whether you, know you leave if them someone, behind, if or someone grabs stole your it. mini rule book and you'd spent two hundred and fifty quid to get it, you, yeah, that would definitely be a problem. It's not like back in mm-hmm. the day where you could pick up a spare on eBay for you know. 10 quid or whatever that yeah. they're hard to come by although they did also and they mentioned uh mini rules they actually gave away the core rules um for free to download as well so you can download those and put them on your phone or your tablet to carry them around with you um you also might find that they uh, they do the age of sigma kind of thing and when all the new codexes come out probably find the rules are going to be tagged on the end yeah they're normally in the back of all the codexes books aren't they yeah so once you get your, your brand new space marine codex next month you'll have all the rules just whacked on the end final values probably shushy rule 
all you really want the rule for is your advanced little bits like your missions and such but yeah and that's that's basically what you need it for um, but just if you know as you're as you're playing and getting to grips with the game uh, not that there's a great deal to get to grips with but you know just to double check as you're playing your practice games um, it's good to have it's good to have the card it's good to have the download or whatever just to, to, for reference so uh, I did actually grab all of the all of the books as ePubs as well so I've got those on my iPad ready to go with me so I can check everything anywhere at any time um, which is really convenient yeah, sure. Three o'clock in the morning with Gary. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> how many points is this? When you absolutely need to know how many points a heavy flamer is uh, at four in the morning. You needed to know how much Razorbacks were at 20 past three this morning. Yeah, definitely. It was really important. So, <laughs> Thanks for that. Cheers. <laughs> You're awake anyway. It doesn't matter. No, no. So it's what okay, gonna... Alex. You can, o- you can always come to me, buddy. I'm always there when you need me. You let me down the other day, Jesse. You let me down no, other I day. didn't. We had a nice long conversation, and you abandoned me. <sighs> I, I was, I was abused and abandoned. Well, it's not you like it that way. That's, that's that's your that's just your life. It's not, not to Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm complaining there, Matt. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just stating a fact. <sighs> uh, let's go but, back. Yeah. Let you guys get back on track. Uh, so yeah, basically the aim of today's episode is to go through some of the stuff that we've seen in these aforementioned indexes uh, and pick out maybe some, so a couple of obvious ones, uh, maybe some that we found that no one has really thought of yet or we haven't really seen people talk about. It's very important to go through all of these rules with a fresh uh, view because you know you might look at things and overlook them because they were completely rubbish in uh, in the last few editions and you have sort of like a, a, a bias towards them uh, or against them sorry cough, cough mandrakes cough cough yeah vespids <laughs> borgrins um, yeah all that stuff um, but it's a brand new edition everything is completely reframed um, so you should look at everything as if it was a, a brand new, un- new unit ignore the name uh, and look at it through. So that's what we're going to try and do. Find some some shining examples, and everyone's written down uh, a few. So, uh, mm, what who, happens if you have forgotten your homework? <laughs> you have to blag it and pretend <laughs> you, have, you can remember. You have to make a case for why mutilators and obliterators are good yeah. if you forgot your homework. <sighs> good luck. Yeah, I'll a, mutil- with that. A, a mutilator is still rubbish even in this edition. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, so who wants to go first and talk about Reboot Gulliman? Because obviously he's in everyone's list, I'd imagine. I'm um, assuming you. I'm not sat painting him right now. <laughs> how are the, how are the 15 just... Razorbacks sitting next to him looking? Are they all right? Or... I have zero Razorbacks. Oh, interesting. Well, I'll let you Razorbacks guys... Somebody's running land, Raiders. I'll let you guys uh, talk about that now then. So tell us a little bit about Rebute. Is that how you pronounce it? Apparently, I listen to the audiobooks and they say Rebute yeah. Gilliman, so... Yeah, I like to call him Girly Man. Yeah, I call him Girly Man. Man is, girly Man is correct. Um, I don't know, Girly Man's pretty fantastic. He's one of the few... He's one of the few things in the game that has a cross-faction... Um, like, aura. He's one of... You know, most things are like, okay, it'll affect... Uh, Abaddon, for instance, like, oh, it'll affect uh, Black Legion... You know, but Gulliman has his Ultramarine's ability, which is reroll hits and wounds, and I think the six-inch bubble, 
which is fantastic when you park him in a in between a bunch of of because he's also a character and can't be shot with only nine wounds, so he can't be targeted. Yeah, oh, magic at nine wounds. Free person vulnerable. Uh, but he also has the Imperial uh, one, where it's a, actually a 12-inch bubble for reroll ones for all keyword Imperial. So, you know, I know for me, I've been playing a lot of uh, Chaos Spaceman recently, and that's I'm almost all... That's not it, actually. He's got other bits in there as well. So you can reroll hit rolls of one, but you can also... Um, Reroll advanced morale tests, and you can add one to advance and charge rolls. So yeah, so he's better than I thought. Yeah, even better. he's amazing for his points. He's yeah. pretty good. So when we saw the leaks. We all said it'd be like 400, 500 points. Mm. How many uh, points is he? Three hundred sixty. Yeah. Wow. It's it's just a nice little chunk. Just it fits into a. Almost like a seventeen fifty list that you would have made anyway. Yeah, it's a good, it's yeah, a good like yeah. um, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Like a good flagstone or a good tent pole in your in your list to build round. You know, it's not yeah, too he's much. A, he's your centerpiece. Yeah, exactly. And with those abilities, yeah, I then, think he looks like. And then on top of that, yes, he does. He does he's like still not a slouch in combat. Mm-hmm. He's capable of going against all the other big things. Even if he dies, you have a seventy-five percent chance. Because I'm going to assume you have one reroll. Uh, yeah, you, you, have have you have a seventy-five percent chance of him coming out with D six wounds. And then on top of that, he's a Lord of War. So normally you have a penalty for Lord of Wars, where if you just want to include one, you can. You don't get any command points from doing it. Except he also gives you three command points. So he's basically a battalion for. 360 points. Yeah. Seems pretty you good. Have, you have to make him your warlord to do that. So, oh no, I get a warlord trait. I'll choose uh, him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll make him ignore wounds on a six. I'm going to yeah. make him reroll morale test. <laughs> or I'm going to give him plus one attack on the charge. Hmm. Seems seems mm. pretty good, guys. I mean, he is, he is a primarch at the end of the day, isn't he? That's not, oh, yeah. That's not being around the bush. He's meant to be pretty good. I mean, I would, I would argue that he's better overall than Magnus. I think Magnus is a better Primarch for you know, I'm just going to go punch things. But I think uh, Girly Man right now is the best Primarch. And that's, that's uh, mind pretty fluffy, right? That's, that's how you'd expect it to be, as a, you know, he yeah. makes your army better. He's, he was never the strongest yeah. or the best fighter or whatever, but yeah, he's, he's there to, to make your army better. So I think they've done a really good job with that. And uh, yeah. if, if rumors are to be believed, it's only the start of uh yeah we're, i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting for my lord and savior mortarian yeah oh, <laughs> my even i think uh, the main thing is i was gonna say sorry the main thing is this is on un- target on target ability that's why you're so yeah. good i think mm. yeah was, i don't know i don't know but it sounds <laughs> around but if he was 10 wounds it would be literally it would be such a different thing we'd be having such a different conversation it would be ridiculous mm. Yeah, one less wind, and he's amazing. Yeah, well, it's clearly very deliberate. Um, and even even with those nine wounds, obviously, you'd, you, on paper, you'd want him to be a bit more survivable. As you said, he's going to be your warlord, so he's going to be ignoring one and a half of those anyway uh, on a six. Uh, and of course, you've got that seventy-five percent chance of setting him back up again after he dies. Um, yep. With D six wounds. <coughs> With D six wounds, exactly. So, uh... which you can re-roll if you didn't use the re-roll to get him up in the first place. 
Correct. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? He's just he's he's so good. He's a great force multiplier. Um, and for 360 points, you're right. It's not hard to like tack in. He brings so much more to an army for those points cost that you know it's just it's easily worth it. You know, me personally, I've been trying to uh, work in Pox Riders from Forge World, and the a minimal or the minimum size unit Forge I want to run World. is yes. Forge World. Already, already going to Forge World. I mean, well, hold on. Hold on. It's part of the game now, Mike. Get over it. <laughs> that's just the uh, that's just the Kool-Aid you've been drinking, my friend. No, no. <laughs> that's, that shit is still janky. They serve that Kool-Aid in Nottingham now, Mike. So, I, I know. I, I know it is. ITC has seen to it. It is now part of the game. Straight up. You say you say that like it gives it legitimacy. Come on. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing. If I'm going to be playing against people who are going to be using it, I might as well look into it. So before you derailed me, uh, I've been looking at these Poxwalk riders. And they come out to 365 points for the minimum size unit I want to run them at for their benefits. But it just, like, for me, that's so hard for me to plug into my lists because it's so one-dimensional. But, but Girly Man, who's only a five-point difference, you find him being able to easily plug into anything because he brings so much to mm. your arm he's mm. really versatile as well um you know the the sword's really nice but the hand of dominion giving him strength strength 12 um with mm-hmm. re-rolls with re-rolls to hit and wound as well i think the sword's better i think the sword's better but he's able to i was just going to say in terms of his versatility with strength 12 minus three rend and three damage uh and six attacks he's able to like pull apart big things as well um if you can get yeah, the hand, the, the hands for the really big stuff. Isn't yes, it? yeah, that's, you... that's what I was just trying to say. You know, like obviously he's going to carve through most characters with the sword um, because strength eight's plenty, um, <clears throat> especially with rerolls to wound on it, uh, and he gets the procs on a six with the d three mortal wounds on top of the three damage. Um, so that's going to be more than enough for most things. But he's also able to wade into the big, big things. Uh, with the the giant power fist as well, so mm-hmm. he literally can do almost anything other than fly. So yeah, yeah. Slight damage surprise. He's he's the also. Weapon. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm slightly surprised the AP on the weapons are that way round. I thought mm. the fish would have been more AP than the sword. Well, the sword. But, they seem to be um, making swords the the AP the the Rendy AP weapon and everything. Yeah, else. true. Yeah. That's just the Emperor's sword. Yeah, he's he's good. The other thing is he's not slow like he was before. He's I believe base move eight now. Yes, eight. Yeah. So you know, fine. He, he, yeah, exactly. He's able to move around. Um, when you are t- if you are taking him in like a tank parking lot, he's keeping he's keeping close to the tanks. Tanks moving twelve. He's moving eight. Plus, he can easily advance. So he's you know, gone. Yeah. Is his gun an assault weapon? Uh, I believe it is. It's rapid fire. It's rapid. Fire oh, it's rapid? Okay. Okay. But still, you can easily advance him when you're moving around the board. Like he, he's he's not like he was in the past. He's not as slow. And I that, think that's that one of the real benefits of the of the new movement system as well. In that, like you're not stuck with mm-hmm. either things being ridiculously quick or 
pretty ploddy. That you know, you, there's there's room, there's middle ground, and unless you play Nurgle, <laughs> I, I do love the assault weapon rule for the new edition. Oh. I must admit, mm. I I yeah, I agree. I was like on board with that from the start. People are telling me, oh, they don't think it's that good, and I'm like. Everybody complained about how good Eldar's special rule of battle focus was. It's now just a generic battle focus. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people... Battle focus has won more tournament games for people than than any other rule, I'd say, overall. Soul burst. Soul burst. Well, now, yeah. But still, it's just like, battle focus is such a powerful rule before soul burst that now that almost everybody has access to it. I was actually a little sad to see that storm bolters were not assault weapons. Yeah. I really wanted storm bolters and combi bolters to be assault weapons. But now you've got a really good, I mean, we're off, ta- off tangent a bit, I know, but, but now you've got a really good excuse to take flows of flames. True. Yeah. Uh, so that's enough girly man talk. Um, who wants to put forward uh, a next one? Jesse, would you like to put forward something else? Well, okay. I'm going to put one forward that I actually just added to my list that popped in. I'm not sure how sold I am on him, but on paper he seems really good, and that's Abaddon. Okay. Um, one, My biggest concern with Abaddon is, frankly, you're taking a Black Legion army, basically, um, which means you're not taking some of the cooler stuff like Poxwalkers or Thousand Sun stuff. Mm-hmm. But Abaddon on paper, kind of a monster. Reasonably points costed as well. He's like a little Stonehorn, isn't he? Basically. Uh, the Age I'll... of Sigmar out of allergy. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it's, the, it's the halving wounds thing, I think, that makes him really strong. Yes. He, you know, he's, he's still really good in close combat. Um, He's got. He gives decent, um, decent auras, but yeah, it's to have in close combat wounds, or it's just having wounds in general. It's not even in close combat that makes him really strong. So, how many points uh, I, is he? He's two sixty three, something like that. Well, I'm looking right now on my index. He's some random points value. Yeah, he is. He's two fifty three. It's about a hundred points less than Gurley Man. Yes. Give or take. Um, but he gives you uh, re-roll all failed hit rolls for friendly Black Legion. Mm-hmm. Six-inch bubble. He has a four-plus invulnerable save, halves all damage. Uh, so is Death of the False Emperor, which is proven to be a pretty good rule. Uh, from uh, like for me at least, and then friendly heretic Astartes automatically pass morale tests within twelve inches of him, which is big. Seems. Who has brought their ferrets into the chat? It's not Jesse. Is it Mike? I think it might be Mike. Not baby, but baby Dave. Could be me. Yeah. Sorry. Keep it up. I'll feed your cats to my ferrets. But uh, yeah. So it's the twelve-inch auto pass morale is really big too. Because I mean. Morale doesn't start out to be a problem, but when it's a problem, it's a huge problem. Mm. Which is good, actually. I actually like the fact that finally morale actually has a place. Uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, well, 
for the most part. Mind you, I play an army that ignores morale completely. But, yes, I agree. Morale is actually a really good thing. It's really and, good uh, that I everyone think, else has to care about it and not me, is basically what you're saying. Yeah, but Abaddon, Abaddon like, feels like America really and good. Warming, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep it up. We'll find oil on a, in the UK and bring you some freedom. Amen. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, overall, like I said, on paper, he seems really good. I haven't played with him because I haven't gone the Black Legion route, and he kind of hems you in on that. But still, it's not a bad... You know, you don't. I, I say hems you in. I've been playing more of the uh, Death Guard with the Death Guard specific units, and I just I think he's really good at, overall. Well, at the moment, the only thing that's forcing you to take anything Black Legion related is just to use his um, reroll failed hit rolls bubble, which Correct. is actually good, but you know, still still useful even if you pass that up and you can just stick him in a in a in a chaos list. You're you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, at that point, I'd probably it doesn't really hurt for me not to run like Raptors or mm. stuff like that, uh, especially because he can deep strike. Yeah. So um, it doesn't really hurt for me not to still take Black Legion stuff. I, I like I said, I personally haven't tested them yet and play with them, but on paper, I, every time I open up the, the index, I look at it and I go, "Yeah, Abaddon, you're really good. I want to take you on a list," mm. and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, that was Abaddon. Uh, Gary, what have you got to put forward? Uh, well, keeping with the Chaos theme, I um, really like the... Is it Lord of Skulls? My Lord of Skulls? It is Lord oh, of Skulls. Corn Lord of Skulls. The Corn Lord of Skulls, yeah. The Corn Lord of Skulls. Um, I really like that. I was I was um, messing around with lists, with putting one in with Magnus, uh, just as a... As a as a theory hammer, um, but no, I really like them. They're, they're one of the really, really big uh, chaos titan kind of equivalents, aren't they? Mm. Uh, or, um, but they have an ability which allows them to shoot while they're in combat, which, as far as I know at the moment, beyond pistols is unique across the all the. No, uh, not just, the big not just firing. Not big, not just firing into combat, but firing out of combat into other yeah. like bane blades and things. Bane blades, a uh, bunch of the forge world knights can do it. I'm pretty sure regular imperial uh, knights can do it. Um, it's mostly like the the titanic stuff, for the gotcha. most part, yeah. has a rule that lets you do that. Now, does he have a rule that lets you fall? Does his rule let you fall back and still shoot or no? No, but what he does have is the uh, cast space ring keyword, which means that he can therefore get a double movement and begin your lines turn one. So you get to move him like ten inches to, uh, in the in the movement phase, ten inches in the psychic phase, and then charge, and then just yeah. deal merry death turn one. I somebody was telling me he actually gets a ton of additional attacks if he's. Uh... If he's wounded more, I haven't really yes. looked at him much. But is that is that strength the case? Strength goes down. Yeah, his strength goes down, but his attacks go up. Um, and then he's got one. He's got that kind of ability which some uh, ones have, where they can do, they can swap their combat weapon uh, attacks for like three lower strength attacks. Yeah. Okay. So so it, yeah. Okay. I'm looking at him now. So if he's at one to six wounds, he has eight base attacks at strength five. And he could swap each of those eight attacks for three attacks 
yeah. for three attacks so, at strength five, minus two D3 damage. That's really good. <laughs> that's really... It's just a ballistic missile of, like, epic proportions thrown into the line and go, right, deal with it, because it's going to so, be shooting you every turn, combating you every turn, and as you're killing it, it's just getting worse. So what's funny is that's actually the theme that Forge World did for all the Chaos vehicles um, in our index. As the vehicles get uh, wounded... They actually get worse at shooting, but better at combat. How many points is he? Depends what you take. What, he what? can be anywhere between the 600 and 800 kind of mark, depending on what gun you give. Mm. Okay. Uh, but a lot of those guns are automatic hits as well. And a lot, um, one of the guns is extra hits on bigger units. So you can, you can throw them into these hordes. You know, a lot of people have been talking about maybe hordes being a, a thing. You can just throw them into the horde and just obliterate them mm. yeah nice see so instead of d6 hits automatic hits it's 2d6 automatic hits and and then there's another gun and then there's another gun and then there's the combat um yeah it, it can it's expensive but i think it can uh, do quite a bit of damage from turn one with with a good psychic giving him the, the double movement have you looked at the um the one with legs in forge world uh, is it kitan ravager no. If you, you've seen the, 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 it's basically the Forge World kit that you can just give it legs. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, so, yeah. Extra rules. Uh, yeah, it's got its own rules. You, you can give it just like you can make, have an alt one where it doesn't actually look quite so. Um, Professor, it actually has its own Tonka rules. Toy. It actually has its own rules. It so it doesn't have tracks. It's actually got legs, and it looks pretty. It looks pretty. It looks like a giant um, corn blood warrior. Um, from Sigma, um, they're only five hundred. Yeah, like I think they're only five hundred fourteen points. They're a little bit lighter as well, so it's only got twenty-two wounds and toughness eight. Um, uh, moves twelve. Yeah, it moves twelve, so it's nowhere near as fast. Good God, that's fast. Well, the regular Lord of Skulls moves ten, <laughs> but the big thing is. Yeah. I didn't even think about warp time in this, Gary, because yeah, you could totally fly a demon prince right behind it and go warp time. And then it's, well, hold on. There's a corn lord of skulls in your lines. You can't even shoot my demon prince now. So yeah. he also protects your demon prince at the same time. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, he, he's he's cute. He's I like him. He's, he's fun. How many points was he again? Uh, it depends on what guns you give him because he's got a few options. Uh, like one of the really expensive guns takes him up to like seven hundred and something points, mm. but you can get another cheaper gun which is like a hundred points cheaper. Mm. So he can he can be hitting the six hundred point mark all the way up to almost the eight hundred point mark, depending right. on what you give him. That's cool. So you can have a cheap one as a ballistic missile, or you can have a yeah, because the the gun the expensive gun is really good. It does a hideous amount of um, shots. And you can be shooting it while you're in combat still, so you're not you don't feel like you're losing out. Is that the Gatling? Yeah, it is a heavy twelve. It's the Gatling, yeah. 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 So the the Kitan Ravager that I'm trying to sell to you is 514 points. It comes with a Kitan Gatling cannon, which is heavy eight, strength eight, AP minus two, damage two. So it's the same stats, but just with four less shots. Um, it's got mm. 22 wounds, so it's got six less wounds, and it's got the same great cleaver of corn as well. So if you want to fit something, in, and it's got the same rule, it's got the Titanic Demon Engine rule, it's got the Infernal Regeneration rule as well, it's got the five off Imbrunable save, 
Um, mm. The attacks go down but, as its wounds go down, though. Um, but it starts off with it five also, attacks. Rather yeah, than four. It starts off with five, but... Th- but your Ravager also moves faster when it advances. Yeah, yeah, it moves It moves 12 base, and it can also advance 2d6 as well. So it's really quick um, with those long legs. And it's, you know, 100 to 200 points cheaper. So it's definitely worth looking at if you want to try and squeeze the Lord of Corn into your list and you can't quite do it, um, <clears throat> might be worth looking at. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's, a, there's another little nugget for you if you're trying to fit some cool toys into a list. Same piece, yeah, I like. But yeah, I think the big the big stuff's pretty cool in this game. It's like worth uh, they've they've done a good job at making it worth taking, um, uh, and not being they've also points wise. Yeah, I, re- I really and like also... the wounds mechanic as well to make you know big things feel pretty survivable, but not be like a completely hackneyed system which you kind of had with vehicles rules where we went okay well we have we have armor values and then we have hull points and then we have to have bolt on all these extra walls to make them super heavy mm-hmm. and all that it, i think it works really well just giving things an obscene number of wounds it does yeah. uh it also is nice because they you know everything can hurt everything you know so you're technically never out of it but then the weapons that are designed to kill to kill these big things, they actually feel rewarding when you do get to utilize them against said big things. So if you're mm. finally using a shadow sword to shoot at a titan, you know it finally feels like the titan killer it's designed to be. Or you're using some of the titan like macro weapons, and mm. you're you, know, you have the ability to just delete another big thing. Yeah, you kind of get that um, um, that apocalypse effect, don't you? Where you can literally delete units off the table um, in the normal. But game. the big thing is. Yeah, the big thing is they're really good at deleting the other big things versus deleting entire army. So it, it kind of still keeps that – it kind of still keeps that like uh, cutoff mm. that you, you really started running into the issue of not having last uh, last edition when destroyer weapons were kind of coming out in full force. Mm. And now, you know, you, you have people shooting – you know, even even with four, uh, ITC, they had a huge, expansive ban list of what wasn't allowed. Yeah, it's because, because of the, the size of the blast be, templates, right? Because they were, they were size, great. ignore yeah. cover. Yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, mm. so you know, it's meant for removing tons and tons of models from Apocalypse, <clears throat> uh, big things. But it it just it doesn't lend well to playing the game. And I think they did a good job with their overall weapons, like uh, laser destroyers. Uh, potentially doing up to 3d6 damage mm. or the macro weapons which already do a butt ton of damage but then double or triple its damage against tit- titanic vehicles mm. or things with titanic keyword I like, I like how they've um opted and we discussed this i think last week when we got the hold of the rules um amongst ourselves but they obviously didn't opt to go the age of sigmar route and let wounds roll over as well so if you're causing an obscene number of wounds you know you're causing six damage per hit or you know 2d6 damage per hit or whatever you're causing with these titan killer weapons you're not killing you know 12 infantry models with it yeah you're killing one marine yeah you know the same as you're killing one titan basically i yeah i i like that when when it first when the rules first started trickling out that was one of the biggest concerns was uh because we knew so much was based off of age of sigmar Mm. um 
one of the biggest concerns that we had as you know people not involved in the playtesting, because all the playtesters were NDA'd at the time, was uh, was just that it was wounds carrying urban. We're like, well, you know, that makes Laz cannons fantastic anti-infantry because if yeah. I shoot one Laz cannon to kill six Marines, that seems pretty good to me. Yeah. Um. So I'm really glad that they they did keep that that difference. Absolutely. I think they needed to in 40k just because you've got so many more high strength weapons. Uh, in Sigma, if you've got damage free, that's pretty good. That's a, a big deal, yeah. Above that, but in 40k, damage free, you've got so many big guns as standard. Yeah, it'd just be crazy. Yeah, you know, like so. Uh, you know, again, it's it's a slippery slope, and I'm glad that they navigated that that one in particular. Uh, pretty well. Um, so who wants to move on to the next one? Uh, Matt. It's Matt. Matt, what's your... I'm going to go for two in one, because I think they combo oh. really well. Okay. Which is Brimstone's Horrors and The Changeling. Uh, I hate mm. you. <laughs> You're everything wrong with my list. You're everything wrong with my list because I take pox walkers and I go, you know, I could just take brimstones and then take everything else I possibly want. Because they're so dirt, dirt cheap. Oh, my God. I, so I'll be honest. I, I take Araman in all of my lists and he's on my list. We'll talk about him later. Um, but I take him in all of my lists just for the ability to, to summon uh, and I always keep myself about 70 to 80 points under just so I could summon some brimstones or summon a herald if I need it because the herald's rules in general are pretty good. But changeling and brimstones are so good. Yeah, so, so your brimstones are just your general chaff. They get a smite, but on 1d6, so take three squads, you get you're doing d3 mortal wounds. That's a nice bonus. <coughs> Rerolls. <coughs> but... Sorry. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> And then think, you get in the changing, which is, if I'm correct, minus one to hit on all Zinch units within six. Yeah. So the, other, the other big thing with Brimstones is, for whatever reason, Matt, they also buff their toughness this edition. Uh, They're down it, toughness it, three. Yeah, that, that'll do it. So, you know, you're no longer wounding brimstones on two. Even in our current edition, you're not wounding brimstones on twos like you you previously were. Um, because they were like toughness one, if I'm not mistaken, after the final split mm. uh, down to brims. But now they're toughness three for no reason. They're, 20 po- they're two points a model. So you have a toughness three model with a four up and vulnerable save. And for 100 extra points, you get a minus one to hit in a big bubble. And the ability to smite. How many points are the, are the brimstones each now? Two, two points a model. Two points. They're Ridiculous. 20 points for 10. You do lose one every time you do a smite, though, don't you? Yeah, you do. But, I mean, yeah, exactly. When when somebody gets when somebody gets up, you know, one, one of the lists that came out early on was like a Magnus, Demon Princess, Brimstone, Changeling, Herald, Spam. And it was dropping like 28 smites a turn, one of which was a super smite on Magnus. And then you had all these little ones. And even still, like I've, I've summoned these, the brimstones and everything. And just when, yeah, sure, you kill a guy, but when one goes off, 
it's just like, oh, look, here's free D3 Mortal Wounds. Get beat, you know, bikes or whatever you have here. Oh, screw you, Space Marines. I just killed three guys for 20 points. Yay. Yeah, you can't argue with it, can you? No. You know, like, I look at them. Like, I, I play... Uh, like, I have Pox Walkers. They're 60 points for 10. Take 30 brimstones for the same points cost. <laughs> like, fuck. Seems fair. And you can put them behind yeah. walls and you can't see them. Yep. <laughs> but remember, you can still kill them. I mean, you can, but if you can't see any of them, it'd be very impressive to, uh, to target them. In very place. true. Are they well, troops as well? They yeah, are, they are troops, troops as well. So, the, yeah, because I can't remember if it was 7th edition or Age of Sigmar, but sometimes uh, in Age of Sigmar, you can't even buy them. They can only be summoned. Uh, yeah, summoned from split enough from pinks into blues into brims. That's the only way you get them. Yeah. But these, you can just... These fulfill obligatory troop choices in, like, yep. battalions. Yeah. It's yeah, just so, uh, a really cheap Hundred and twenty points, and you just maxed out your troop allotment for a battalion or a brigade. Yeah, you just you All just triggered into one juicy, of those juicy rerolls. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is you why know. I coughed and said rerolls because you're definitely getting two smites off a turn at least. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth wasting your rerolls when you because that's that just your chaff. You're gonna have even even I mean, if you need them. That's all. The other big thing is, you know, they have the four up and vulnerable save, but they're still leadership seven. So you still have to manage to kill three, kill four of them before I potentially start losing any. So you, you essentially, as chaff, you also largely don't have to worry about, um, you largely don't have to worry about uh, morale being an issue. You know, you look at the other chaff people are talking about, and like guard, for instance, you're having to take obligatory commissars paying a 30-point tax on top of your chaff tax just so that your chaff doesn't disappear super quickly. And here's these brimstones at 20 points that largely don't care about morale. Uh, they're super survivable. They're hard, you know, you t- couple the changeling, you know, now even Marines are hitting you on fours. It's just like, it, it's crazy. They're, they're small, small models that are super easy to hide. Mm. Um, Especially if you're taking units they're just, they're so as good. well, like it's easy to. Yep. You know, if it was, if it was bigger units, then yeah, it might be an issue. You wouldn't be able to get them all behind the wall, or you wouldn't be able to get them all in cover, which is an issue. But yeah, units of ten, mm-hmm. they're tiny. You can fit them anywhere. I've seen some people. Uh, you, you just a, go on, carry on. I was going to say you set me in line of sight in front of a character and just go, eh, "Here's ten extra wounds for twenty points." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here's ten extra wounds. You have to get through them. And then on top of that, like I said, you know, it's super easy. So the big thing I've noticed with building lists in this edition versus any other is you don't have those super cheap, screw it, I'll just take four bombs and sprinkle them into these four squads that eat up 20 points type of deal. Um, so I always find myself uh, building my lists over on points and then making my cuts to get my list legal. And then I always have these extra points. I'm like, oh, sweet, I'll just summon brimstones. So late game, you take like you take somebody like Aherman or Demon Prince or Magnus or somebody fast, and you can just scoot somewhere and go, okay, here's ten brimstones on this objective. Uh, I now have ten models controlling this objective. What do you need? To turn five. Uh, they're what? power level of like four. 
Fine. I'll look up their power level right now. I just got to swap over to that, that index. I've got my book somewhere here. Where is it? Because so, I'm looking at it now. It's uh, under the Zeech Demons. They are... They're power level 5. I don't know what you... I'll ask you. Okay, so power level 5, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that's exactly... It's pretty good. Uh, I've seen um, some people talking about using blue horrors. Why would that be? I'm not entirely sure. Where are the horrors? I mean, they're not that expensive. Mm. I don't think they die when they smite. They don't die when they smite, no. Not that it matters at two points a model, but yeah. No. Uh, people might be taking the blue horrors just so that they can split in the brooms anyway. You have to still pay your points for that, though. Not that it's, you know, a lot, but... Yeah, as soon as someone killed... Like, I've killed your nine guys in front of your character. You just go, nope, here's another pair. Here's another 18. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's really that's really it. If you have the points, you take them, and it's, if your chaff does die, you just, okay, here's more chaff. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it'd be good against the uh, like first turn assaulting kind of armies where you put a line of blues and they hit, they kill the blues, the brims pop out. I guess still you in could combat. do things like um, bubble wrap for drop armies as well and what have you. And you can you can just have yeah. a pool of you could you don't have to obviously buy you don't have to have the spare points to split off every unit of blue horrors. But it'd be nice to you know have the option of okay, well this unit here is protecting this guy. I need him, so I want to use. I'm going to choose to use the, the the summoning points here or there or whatever. So yeah, I guess that 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 would probably yeah. be why. <clears throat> you just say forty points and go. Oh, I need another layer of screen there because they died in your turn. You don't want your opponent being free in their turn. Yeah, <laughs> here's some brimstones. Stay for another turn. Yeah, yeah. here's some more smites. Yeah, exactly. So Logan, what's on your list of good stuff? Um. I was reading through the Tau book because um, I didn't like Marines that much. Um, and I thought, let me just have a look at units that I'd never looked at before. Uh, and let me just pull it up. I was looking at the Sun Shark Bomber. And I know it's not great, but it's a unit I'd have never have looked at before because they were absolutely appalling. And now they're not quite as appalling. Um, so, they're kind of cheap. Not, uh, yeah, not that appalling is the uh, extent of my my list of gems. <laughs> Doesn't take much to impress me. I'm easy. Um, I can't remember how much cheap they day. are in total. Bear with me. Doo -doo -doo. The thing with Tau is they've all got like weird weapon com uh, combinations. So, <sighs> Sunshark, 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 almost a hundred points, and I think it's got like a burst cannon and something else I think they're like 130 points or something um, okay so they're kind of cheap, cheap and you get here. the two drones yeah yeah with the two drones uh, two drones is 10 points each so um, doo -doo 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 -doo. don't forget to pay for your guns people absolutely <laughs> yeah and your drones so uh, with the with the bombers and a missile pod that's what I had to pay for yeah um, and they come the out. bombers 
Do yeah. they still make? Do they still make more bombs? Um, so they don't actually say they're equipped like it. The the bomb rule is not anywhere in their you know equipped section. It's just an ability. Um, so they hmm. have an ability called pulse bombs, in which a sunshark bomber may drop one pulse bomb as it flies over enemy units in its movement phase. To do so, after the model has moved, target one enemy unit that it flew over. Then roll a d6 for each model in that unit, up to a maximum of 10, adding 1 to the result if the enemy unit is infantry. For each roll of a 5+, the target unit suffers one mortal wound. Um, which I thought was kind of handy. Um, you can just... That's... So basically, if you fly over... What's their movement, by the way? Actually. Uh, their movement is 20 to 50, and they have supersonic as well. So another 20 if they advance or something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you can fly corner over... Corner to corner, basically. You can fly over 30 or boys and take half of them out. Uh, you can only dice. roll up to a maximum of 10. Oh, so well, they're not that they're great, great, but... Um, you it's know, a nice bonus. I mean, you know, if they've got... If they've got um, you know, Marines, which are really yeah, good yeah, they're really good for going after um, harder to reach things. On I like them; they're not bad. They're not terrible. The only issue is, of course, yeah. if you're flying from. Uh, I'm, so flyers as well. I wanted to talk about because I see people talking about Storm Ravens. I see people talking about Corvus Black Stars. Um, the flyer rules, as it stands, as I think we're probably going to be playing the game out of the box at the moment. Um, you have the minimum movement, which for most of them is 20, um, and you can make one turn. Um, but if you fly off the table because you end up dead. in the corner or something, you're dead. You can't come back on unless you're playing uh, Death from the Skies missions, which, as far as I can see, we're not going to be playing Death, Death from the Skies missions. Um, so I'm not yeah. sure whether we'll adapt, adopt to use that combat airspace special rule, which is in the advanced rules f section for flyers, uh, for Death from the Skies. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a big drawback for flyers. If you fly off the table, and you do start on the table as well, um, if you are, are it, a flyer, they don't come in from the it, reserve. It makes, uh, it makes all the hovering ones basically the, the, the go-to flyers, I think. Mm. So mm. that's why you're seeing your your Corvuses and your and your Storm Ravens because they all have the ability to hop and don't get penned in like yeah if I have to absolutely do it I'm going to just turn 180 degrees and come round and I'm fine I lose I lose the, the debuff I but, lose the yeah, airborne hard to hit and all that stuff yeah but unfortunately um, at least I'm okay. still alive but yeah I just thought that'd be an interesting one because no one I don't, I don't think I saw a tire flyer in a single game anywhere in the world in 7th edition and it was just nice it was, you know fly over you can fly over objectives and uh, take off 50% of a unit theoretically um, of a normal size unit anyway. 130 points isn't, isn't a lot no and it can obviously yeah, still they're, shoot they're it's cheap. got missile pods it's got uh, burst cannon um, sorry you know missile pods and uh the intercepts have got iron rifles. So, yeah, it can put out a little bit of plinky, plinky, plinky. Um, <clears throat> but other than that... Least, just a, like, you can think about it. A Predator's a like... Wheel. A Space Marine Predator's like 160, 170 something points. Mm -hmm. So it's... 
it's probably putting out the comparable kind of output, but stupidly faster and hard to hit. So yeah, I just thought it'd be yeah, nice I like it. To, to 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 maybe you know clear off hard to reach objectives, um, but generally those hard to reach objectives are going to be areas of the board that you don't want to fly to because you'll be unable to get away from those areas and you'll get pinned in and end up going off the board. But so if we do ever start using those uh, Death from the Skies rules in games, then uh, yeah, give it a try. But that's that's one of mine anyway. I think since you can see one 360 though through your own flyers and stuff, they're not mm. going to avoid that being stuck in positions a little bit. No. Oh, oh. A lot more than you could, anyway. Yeah, definitely. You don't need to have worry about fire arcs and pointing in a certain direction. You can try and plan your your circle of your, your flight path, I guess, from early on. And it doesn't matter. Doesn't mean you can't shoot things and can't influence things. You just need to know where you're going each turn, I guess. Yeah, I quite like the Storm Ravens compared to, say, a Dev Squad as well. Because mm. they're not too far off points wise. <laughs> do the same damage but like you said they can get to their funny places and do different things mm. so I think you come into a room and where you can the fire right, let, me, let me let me let me start the next round then with um, with my next pick which again is not rubbish but probably not amazing because um, you did mention Storm Ravens um, Blood Angels Devastator Squads ha uh, I'm, I'm taking that one Gary uh, Blood Angels Devastator <laughs> Squads uh, obviously can go in Storm Ravens, so let me double up there, doing a twofer. Um, and we know that Storm Ravens are good. Blood Angel Devastator Squads have access to their own heavy weapons list, which in this edition includes heavy flamers. So you can actually take um, a unit with four heavy flamers, dump them in a uh, Storm Raven. Hop out the Storm Raven, burninate something, automatically hitting. Um, and they're basically doing the same as uh, Heavy Bolter, pretty much. Without having to worry about rolling to hit. Um, and they're cheap as cheap. With your Cherub. Oh, with your yeah. Cherub as well. With so cherub. You get an extra shot. Um, so, yeah. And obviously, your, uh, your Sergeant's got a Combi Flamer as well. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty disgusting, actually. Mm. So yeah, randomly, randomly at four a.m. last night, that that one, uh, that one popped into. Yeah, the that's what me and you were talking about. Uh, what was it? I'm um, looking at the list. We were uh, five heavy flamer devs with a cherub and a combi flamer is 149 points. Yeah, it's fuck all. Not too bad. Uh, and you can stick two of those in a in a storm raven if you want. Yep. I think that's another thing you're going to see with your vehicles to reducing your drops. Like putting ten guys in or two squads of five, just mm. to try and get that turn one, and then jumping out and just taking a minus one for a turn, it might be worth it for a lot of builds that I'm seeing. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why I like the the heavy flamers as well, because you jump out and who gives a shit? I hit automatically anyway, so I like that. It's a nice one. <clears throat> um, Gary. Oh, okay. Um, shall we do? Oh, well, I was thinking of doing Bjorn. Yeah. But then we had that discussion earlier. Yeah, Bjorn's really Bjorn. cool, and he is really, 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 really nice. But 
Um, he can't. Let me realise there was no way of transport. He can't. He still <laughs> can't get in anyone's vehicles. Um, and I haven't got the Forge World Imperial book, so I don't know what the drop pod, the Dreadnought drop pod rules are. The space wolves can't take storm ravens, can they? Just space wolves can't, can't take storm ravens, um, unfortunately, and you can't you get, get storm wolves. Yeah, storm wolves can't carry dreadnoughts, and you can't get in um, vehicles that don't have your chapter keyword. So, yeah, he's uh, stuck walking, uh, but if he gets in combat, he's pretty boss because he's re-rolling ones, and everything he does hits on twos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that that was an abortive. We thought he was awesome, but then we thought actually, maybe not. He is but, awesome um, in a vacuum of which he can get into combat, but he can't. So never mind. Let's move on. So yes, uh, what's your next pick, Gary? Uh, my next pick is going to be um, the humble dreadnought. Actually, okay. Possibly, possibly because of the uh, things that we've been talking about, storm ravens. Things like that, um, but yeah, the, the humble dreadnought, um, and maybe specifically blood angel librarian dreadnoughts, and things like um, just because um, the versatility, uh, they're not actually that much. Uh, and if you can get a character one, they kind of come into that kind of uh, robote kind of thing where they can't be targeted. So you've got a dreadnought running around with very high strength, shooting up a lot of high strength shots if you need it to. And then can't be targeted because it's a character. Um, normal dreadnoughts can't do that, but the normal dreadnoughts you probably keep them cheap and cheerful and stick them in storm ravens. And having that, that awesome kind of alpha where you've got a packed hold of something shooting your combat and then a dreadnought dropping out as well. Um, so I'm quite liking just all variety of dreadnoughts. At the moment. And everybody loves dreadnoughts. And everyone. Oh. Loves- and I think it's also because dreadnoughts used to be garbage, and now they might not be the cutting edge of the meta, but they're not shit anymore. They yeah, are. and they're very they're a very iconic Space Marine thing. Mm, exactly. There, there was literally no point ever taking a dreadnought in seventh edition. Nope. I, you haven't taken dreadnought since since fifth edition. Uh, apart from granites. <laughs> hey, it, it was it was still a dreadnought. So, but back to what you said about character, you know, you got the same thing with Bjorn. He is still a character. Sure, he's not going to get there fast, but you can easily walk him up the table with conscripts and get him yeah. into combat. So he's he's yeah. still really good. Yeah, and he's still he's still good. He's a good like include for even like guard armies or frankly anything keyword Imperium when you want something to to be counter assaulty, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Bjorn. Bjorn is very good. I also like Murderfang. Murderfang, besides the fact that he has Murderfang with his murder claws and he's a little he's a little murder bot, you know, he still falls in the same thing. He's he's not bad. He's a character, so he can't be targeted, um, which kind of helps ensure he'll get there. Yeah, it's just generally all kinds of dread- dreadnoughts now aren't the the you know the the whipping boys of the. Of the 40k community anymore. The other there thing are, I wanted I, to mention as well, of course, is um, the fact that dreadnoughts don't suffer for well, normal dreadnoughts, not contemptors, contemptors do, but normal dreadnoughts don't suffer from the deterioration um, when they lose wounds, so they stay mm-hmm. just as powerful as they were on you know eight wounds as they are on one wound, um, which is which is very good. 
Yeah, I think I think overall dreadnoughts are good. I think character dreadnoughts are actually really good because of the fact that, uh, like, if I'm not mistaken, can't, aren't all the Furioso librarians? Mm. Are they not their characters now as well? If yeah, I'm not that's mistaken. What yeah. Um, so, like, I, I think dreadnoughts are good. I think character dreadnoughts are really good because you know a dreadnought still suffers from, well, it gets shot, and if you get shot by a las cannon, you know, it's it, it really spiky to kind of make you. They go down fairly quickly, so to speak. I mean, I've seen games with them. They still go down. But character dreadnoughts, that extra added level of character protection, I think makes character dreadnoughts really good. I think there's a a Forgeworld Chaplain one as well, isn't there? Yes. uh, As well as, I believe, the Forgeworld Salamander's guy has been redone as well. The Salamander Dreadnought with all the heavy flamer stuff. I think he was redone as well. Um, yeah, and there's also the um, the space. Um, we're just generically talking dreadnoughts now, but the uh, the space wolf ones with the three up and vulnerables. Yeah, oh, storm shields. Yeah, the blizzard shields, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's actually uh, blizzard good. shields. Yeah, exactly. Three, so yeah, it can be targeted, but it's got three up and vulnerables. So yeah, that's actually all pretty good as well because it used to only be in the front. Um, so now it's just three mm. up all the way. Yeah, that's, t- that's really tasty. Yeah, they're very tasty. So yeah, no no character protection, but what you and, you gonna really shoot all your last cans into it and possibly do nothing? Yeah, exactly. Death Company dreads are pretty cool as well. Um with the fists. A bit confused by the fists to talon kind of point ratio, but mm. yeah, with fists they're actually quite good. I quite like them with fists. What what do the talons do now? So the talons um are strength times two. AP minus three, and they can do D6 damage. Whereas the Furioso Fists are strength times two, uh, AP minus three. They do a flat damage of three. Um, but if you're equipped with two, you re-rolled failed to hit rolls when attacking with them. So seeing as um, these dreads are hitting on threes, um, I think that's probably more useful. And, uh- and a talon is 60 points each, whereas with the fist, it's 40 points for the pair. It's 50 for the pair, 40 for one. 50 for the pair. So yeah. you're pretty much always going to go for the fist. I don't, I, even if they were the same price, I'd take, you know, I'd take the fists just because you're, you're getting a more a reliable damage output there. Um, I'd rather hit more times. a good than shooting weapon that can go on the other arm to make you consider it? Um, Possibly. Well, the Death Company Dreadnoughts don't, but if you're going to take a frag cannon, frag cannon. let me have a look. I was going to say, frag cannons are pretty funky. Do, do, do. I'm trying to find just the normal... There we go, normal... Oh, I suppose you'd so take dreadnought. a frag cannon and one fist, wouldn't you? Yeah, frag yeah. cannon is assault 2d6, strength 6, minus 1, automatically hits. So, yeah, that's that's pretty... Damage? Uh, damage 1. Damage 1? Damage 1. So it's basically for just clearing out jabronis. That's decent. AP minus cool. one is good enough to make, you know. Because um, you're probably combining it with a heavy flamer as well. Mm, yeah. Probably. I don't know, guys. I feel like you're stretching a little bit much for these robots when you can just have better robots to do more shooting. Yeah. yeah well, twin, twin, twin auto cannon. Twin, so everything's twin now. Gets just double, doesn't it? So and yeah. a twin linked auto cannon gets four shots. I so actually do like them. Is now eight. An eight-shot auto cannon dread. 
for you know not That's almost not like a, a grey knight one of old yep but Jesse I think was hinting at something which uh, we're yes. going to see scuba divers <laughs> danger Will Robinson so what I was hinting at is your good old fashioned Castellans and call yeah so there's there's a platform that is putting out strength six minus two ignore cover uh, one damage shots. So essentially strength six minus three um, uh, shots, and then they're putting out nine per. You take them in units of three, and then you get to shoot them twice. Yay! You can take them in units of five, can't you? Oh, you uh, can, you... but uh, I'm the. Take them no, in no, I think it's just three. Hang I think on. it's three. Five. It might be six. Hold on, we'll find out. I've got the thing here. I, I, I'll pull it up. I Hang haven't... On. Yeah, you pull it up. I haven't put them in units I'm larger sure than three persons. I'm pretty sure they come in person. twos. So, hang on. Castellan Are they not real robots. Castellan robots. They're also toughness seven. No, you can, uh, only, you can only take them in twos. So, you can take two, four, or six. Oh, okay. So, you can have up to six in a unit, should you so wish. Um, well, in your match play, you just take whatever you want, don't you? <laughs> it's just your power points that go up in your twos. Um, just take one out. I'm just trying. I hear. Um, but the big thing is, the unit puts out a ridiculous amount of firepower. You can make the unit extremely durable. Um, if you do get locked in combat, you can fight twice. They still are like strength six, even without their close combat weapons. Um, you take call. To give them rerolls to hit, so they're hitting a four plus rerollable. Um, I, I know, I know, six of them puts out a hundred and four shots a turn. Uh, strength six minus two, one damage. They're pretty disgusting. And all in all, you get the unit together. Unit call data smiths. They still come in for just under a thousand points. Um, so you could still take you know a thousand points of other stuff. They're putting in a huge beating. And on top of that, with the split fire, where the way split fire works, you don't even have to oversaturate. You can easily split your guns up. So, you know, if you're just trying to kill those three guys or four guys over there, you don't have to dump all of your all of your firepower into just those. Um, toughness 7, like I said, they, they're a great platform. Toughness 7, 3-up armor, 5-up invulnerable. Uh, and on the 6, you bounce the shot back. Which is table wide now. Oh, God. Uh, so mm. pew, uh, and then with the canicals, the way that they work now for mechanicum is you can only pick once per game, but if you roll, you can have the same effect. Well, call also gives you a plus one or minus one after you roll. And so command you have, and command points. So you have an additional uh, additional ability to get the always counts as in cover. So when you have the always counts as in cover up, they're now just sitting there with a the two up armor. Uh, if you put them in defensive stance, they're now sitting there with a one up armor. Which sure ones fail, but you know for AP reasons, that's still really good. Um, get them a four up and vulnerable save when they're defensive stance. They're just they're a monster of a unit, and it's all Logan's fault. I didn't even think of them at first. I watched them in a one game, and I went, "Wow, that's pretty cute." And then he was like, oh, how do you guys deal with this? I was like, ah, it's not a problem. I gave my buddy a list with them, and I went, 
holy shit, how do I deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I saw a, a list being played when it had a, a bunch of them and Celestine as well. Yeah, mm. it's a it's a trick. I still haven't figured it out. Actually, my buddy's playing it with a bunch of the um, with a bunch of the Tesla close combat guys, and he's been loving it. You know, he's not he's not playing anything like hyper competitive, um, but he's been playing it. And between those guys, just eating things in close combat and screening for for that, he's all, oh excuse me, he's also running like eight or nine Inquisitors, so he has <laughs> a lot of smite, uh, and. He just runs around with it and just. I watched him play. I watched him play our buddy. We was playing a poor like guard list, who, you know, and he was playing like an MSU style guard list with sentinels and everything. And he just went, okay, I'll pick this unit, this unit, this unit. They're all gone. Uh, all right, this unit, this unit, this unit, all gone. Oh, by the way, all these things have assaulted your army now. Uh, your table, it's turn three. Have a good game. Mm-hmm. And I went. I went. Shit. How do I deal with them? It's more a trick question because I still haven't figured it out, Matt. More poxwalkers. <laughs> maybe, maybe more poxwalkers is the answer. I know what you need. What's that? Uh, Bullgrins. Oh my god, that's something else people have been talking about that are apparently not terrible anymore. That's pretty good now. So they're in the random bit of the guard book. What's that bit called? The auxilia, which references squats. Mm. The word squat is in this book. Briefly, anyway. Reset the clock. No, I was just reading. It doesn't count. So, there. Basically, you take the brute shields. They have a four up invulnerable save. They've only got four up save. It's not too bad. Or you take the slab shields, which means their save is now 2+. Mm. So their toughness 5, 2-plus save. Let me see how many points they are. Uh, also, doesn't doesn't uh, Admech, or not Admech, Asher Militarum have a plus 1 to save a psychic power? I wouldn't know. I've not read that their powers yet. But I will tr- try and find the points, then I'll check that. Because they've got so much stuff in the guard section. Mm. Yeah. Also, question for you guys: uh, Do you count? Would you consider the the uh, auxiliary portion as their regiment? Ooh, interesting. So, so I look at it as yes. Other people are currently arguing yes and no back and forth right now. So, because I know a guy that's currently painting up seventy rattling scouts, so that yeah. could mess up his list. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't have the keyword, do they? No. But the question is, could you then take, could you then take them as as your army, or take them in your army and then take a command squad from essentially the same detachment, have a command a commander from the. Auxilera, at which point issue the orders. At first glance, I'd want to say no, but that'd have to be looked at. But I did check the points. The 35 points a model. So for 105 points, you get nine toughness, five wounds with a two up save. They've got three attacks each. Strength five. 
Sorry, strength seven. It's not bad. Uh, let's see if the ball and more cost you anything extra. I'm guessing not, because it's Bulgrin. It's not going to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But it's seven points for the more. Ooh. Well, it is, it is plus two strength, AP minus one, damage two. So it's actually a good but, yeah. weapon. But yeah, three attacks Go. each, leadership seven. They hit on threes in combat as well, so they're actually... Sorry, they're 45 each because the Grenadier Gauntlet's ten. Oh. And it keeps that with the slab shield, doesn't it? Yeah. May replace its slab shield with a brute shield. Yeah, so you've got 120-ish points. You've got Assault D6 from 4 damage 1, not too bad. But they're pretty tough. Sit in cover, you've got 1-up save. <laughs> and there's not a big unit to try and hide. Like I said, I believe uh, that they also have a uh, psychic power that gives them plus one to the save. It might only be armor save, but I'm pretty sure it's just plus one to the save, at which point, if that's the case, then you'll have guys rocking out with three up and vulnerable saves. Let me have a look, see if I can find that Astra Militarum and the army list. Where's the, where would the powers be? Uh, at and the beginning of the Asher Militarum section. They have, they have their own psychics. They've that? got a separate section for um, psychers. What are they? What's uh, what, what cocks? <laughs> oh, don't the, the guard stuff is all... Telepathica, there we go. Right, I found Imperialis. I'm, I'm in it now, hang on. Is it Admac? Oh, stop it. Oh, Psychic power. Uh, yeah, astromilitarium within 12 it. inches until the start of your next psychic phase. Add one to that unit's saving throws. So. And that's a six to cast. Yeah. Warp charge value of six. 12 inch range. Reasonable. So would that work on um, invulnerable save? No, because it's your armor save. But it means they get a. It just says saving, saving throws. Engine. Doesn't say armor save. Doesn't say anything else. Just says saving throws. So then I would say yes, it will work on invulnerable saves. So they yeah. can get three up invulnerable storm shields. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, pretty good unit. But well, only got four up save standard. So, yep, that's good to have. Well, if you're going to hide them in the, if if you were going to hide them in the um, thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. In a camera. Jump them out. Hit some people in the head. And just sit around for a turn or two. I mean, they're just survival stuff to sit on things, and they're kind of hard to shift. I think that's important, like things that are hard to shift, because the thing that I like about this game that obviously is carried over from Age of Sigmar is you can kill anything in this game. We're not going to have... Well, let me, let me touch wood now before I say it. There's nothing at the moment that's unkillable in this game, I don't think. Um, <clears throat> so if you want to um, dev- devote the resources to killing it, then it will go, but it's the the is the is the return on investment of those resources of that of those attacks worth shifting and you know killing three bulgrins when they're in cover and they've got a one up save and three wounds each and their toughness five. It's going to take you know 
quite a lot of, uh, of shooting, probably mm-hmm. way more than 140 points worth. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, and at that point, you're gonna you're gonna want to devote actual anti tank weapons at them. Yeah, and, and uh, meanwhile, every, the whole rest of the army is is shooting you to pieces or dropping out of the sky mm-hmm. by grab shoots and murdering you. Yep. The scions are swinging in, plasmering you to death. <clears throat> so who's up next? Because I'm ready to go again. Uh, well, where's what happened to Mike? Mike has left us Mike departed. Mike drove over, over himself. <laughs> he reversed. He drove over his arm in there. He he didn't want it. He couldn't quite say Thunderwolves. So he just he no, just quit. This, this. Well, Alex, do you want to quickly go over the questions and answers for anyone who didn't know or didn't see? Oh, what for the uh, for the giveaway that we did? Yeah, because I've just realised we've not actually revealed the answers, have we? Oh yeah, of course. So um, and now Mike's not here; it's even better. Absolutely. <laughs> Bear with me. I need to remember the order in which I asked the questions. Uh, it's a shame. Well, I... So, question the first was uh, so. So, I wanted to make some of the. I wanted to make the questions really suited to people that have been with us because I don't want to just give away stuff to people that are not loyal supporters and listeners of the podcast. So, some of them are pretty easy to work out. Some of them were thematic based on um, what's going on at the moment, and uh, some of them were random shit that you'd only know if you listen to us for a while. Um, so, the first question was uh, time based, and it was. Uh, Adam Ryland's birthday, wasn't it, the other week? So happy birthday, belatedly. Yeah, his 40th, you know, the old man. You old bastard, he doesn't look a day over 50. Um, Probably true. <laughs> what would uh, what delightful dessert would uh, would Adam choose to celebrate his birthday with? And the answer, of course, Ooh, is ice cream. I know this one. I know this one. Uh, so that was the first question. Second one was, which country do most of you buggers represent in the ETC? <laughs> The answer was not Canada, unfortunately. It was America. Definitely, definitely not representing Team America. The answer was Wales, as you can tell from all of uh, all of their accents. Definitely. Um, third one was uh, Cipher has two pistols. One of them is a bolt pistol. What is the second? That, as you should all know, is plasma plasma pistol, um, which is actually well done, Jesse. In this version of the game. Uh, and then finally, the, the most important question of all was, how did Mike's... Um, i trying to think of the right adjective to describe his Thunderwolves. Grotesque Thunderwolves. Uh, sorry, Fed- it was his Cyberwolves. Sorry, I did actually say that in the question as well. You threw me off with Thunderwolves at the start of the section. Um, <clears throat> how did they meet their untimely end? And it was via... A car reversing. Not over. soon enough. No, it wasn't soon enough. They unfortunately did make the table, um, but yeah, they got reversed over by a car. Well, so congratulations uh, to Liam for which winning. Mike was driving. Oh, he drove over them himself. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was after. That was after he got to play Ukraine, right, Matt? Yeah, he'd had a crap ETC, <laughs> loaded up the car, left his army there. Thought, right, I'll go start the engine to frost all the windows. These One of these guys will sort that. Carry on filling up the car because they're considerate and thoughtful, grown men with responsibility well, and sense. Simon would have had to step over it to get into the car. 
So he's kind of stepped over and got in the car. Mike started reversing and gone, oh, what's that? Eh, it, it mustn't be anything. I'll carry on. <laughs> Let me drive forward and then drive back again. Yes, that's exactly what he did. Mm. <laughs> and then got out and realised, oh no. The KR multi-case was on the floor and the... Uh... Most of his army was around the, it. The cyber wolves were in their component parts of random bits whoa, of Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't go calling them cyber wolves now. That is a really far stretch. They were <laughs> necrons, human centipeding, <laughs> not cyber wolves. They had orc parts in there. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to the, the sweet stuff because I still haven't gotten to my big one. Go on, Jesse. Pox. Let's go. It's everything pox. I love me my pox walkers, typhus, and the pox riders from Forge World. So the pox walkers are insane. They're borderline broken, um, depending on potential upcoming FAQs. Uh, so for those that don't know them, they're, they're six points a model, immune to morale. They have disgustingly resilient, which is you ignore for an un- every unsaved wound you take. On a five or six, you ignore it. Also works on mortal wounds because it's not a save. You're just ignoring yeah. the wound. Uh, this edition's version of Feel No Pain for those correct. of us who are familiar. Well, sort of because Feel No Pain does exist on on Contemptor Dreads and like Venerable stuff and all that. Mm. You get the six up Feel No Pain. It works in the same but, uh, mechanic, right? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's actually only a six up, funny enough. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same as Death Company so, as well. They're only on a, on a, on a six. So. Yeah. Um, so you ignore the wound, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. These things, if there's ten or more models, they get plus one to hit, so they hit on fours. They have two attacks apiece. If they kill an infantry model, they may immediately replace a, a new infantry model. Doesn't use any any reinforcement points. Reinforcement. Can bring you over your maximum unit. And... Uh, Basically, there's technically no rules for placing these models, so you just adhere to unicoherency, which means when you hit an orc boy unit that you debuff with Typhus, who's also in my in my list here. Um, when you hit an orc boy unit and you make a bunch more poxwalkers, you then string said poxwalkers around and consolidate into the rest of the army and just tie up everything. Uh, same with guardsmen. Typhus is on there because Typhus is 164 points. He knows two powers out of Nurgle, uh, the Nurgle Chaos Space Marines, and he can deny two. He also has a six-inch bubble where Poxwalkers within six inches of him are plus one strength and toughness, which knocks them both up to strength and tough four. That's uh, awesome. So, yeah, so it's it's super durable, uh, super punchy. One of the Death Guard powers is, I believe, a Warp Charge 5. might be a 6. It's the number one power, though. Uh, is a friendly Death Guard unit is at a minus one to hit uh, when targeting them. So you now are able to put a, put a Poxwalker unit up front and go like, okay, they're either going to assault you or shoot you. Here's minus one to hit, which now makes it much more difficult to eliminate that Poxwalker unit completely while you move additional Poxwalker units up. Um, to all assault, you couple that with some of the with the regular Space Marine powers because they're still Heretic Astartes of plus one to hit and warp time. You're now able to slingshot them into combat, make them hit on threes, uh, and every time they kill a guy, they make an additional one. It's all because of Typhus. Um, 
who's also got disgustingly resilient. And then you have your Pox Riders from Forge World. They're 55 points a model. They're really good. I'm just having trouble fitting them into all of my lists. So at 55 points a model, you get a Toughness 5, Strength 5 model. It's basically, uh, for those who are familiar with it, all they are is Plague Bearers riding the, the Plague Toads. They move 7 inches. They hit on 4s. Strength Toughness 5 with 5 wounds, 3 attacks apiece. They have Disgustingly Resilient, so on a 5 or a 6, they ignore the wound. If you have 6 or more models in this unit, they go from 3 to 9. Uh, they're at a minus 1 to hit. And now that's a big thing because it's at the beginning of the phase. So at the start of the Assault phase, if I'm at 6 models, even if you kill 1, the rest of your guys that go in are still at a minus 1 to hit. Um, they attack three times with their Yawning Maul, which is a melee attack, strength five, minus one, D3 damage. Any or all hit rolls of a six when made using this weapon generate a single automatic hit. And then after you've attacked with that, with your three attacks there, you then get to make two attacks with your Plague Sword, which is a strength four, one damage, no AP. Um, and you get to reroll all failed wound rolls. So they're super durable. They're fast. Uh, for a, a Nurgle army, because most of the Nurgle stuff, Poxwalkers, Typhus, they move four inches. Yeah. Plague Marines only move five. So you're slow. You have benefits in your Nurgle army, to, in, like uh, the Noxious Blightbringer. He allows you to uh, roll two dice, pick the highest for advance. But overall, you're slow. So they add a kind of a speed component uh, to it. They do a bunch of attacks. They're really resi resilient. They don't have as big of a footprint as uh, as plague drones. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much in love with pox right now. Give me all the pox. <laughs> I just pay a higher tax for my zombies than you guys and your brimstones. It seems like they do a lot more than brimstones can. Might oh, absolutely. They do a lot more tricks rather than just be a screen. Yeah, so I, I've had a, lo a ton of success with them against Imperial Guard, actually, uh, which I think most people are saying is the strongest army right now. Um, and, you know, the big thing is if they hit conscripts or they hit guardsmen, they make so many more. And the fact that I'm able to kill you and then place my guys all within unit coherency, string them across the board if I want to, and then consolidate in the combat, sure, you're going to swing back, but... You know, I'm gonna stay in combat, and even with the funky, with the funky rules of if I remove the guys in the middle, I can't move anymore. I don't need to move to stop your army from shooting me. Mm. You, you know, so they're exactly. I just have to be there, and when I swing back, they kill guardsmen, they kill crew, they kill orcs really, really well because that strength toughness for them. They, it, it's weird because they have two attacks base, which kind of seems well wrong. And like I, I thought they had one, but they have two. I love it. Don't FAQ it, GW. Leave my pox walkers alone. Are they six points a model? They're six points a model. And they're immune to morale, which is huge. Yeah. So, like, in my list, I end up taking them and a bunch of characters and just things that are just immune to morale. So I, I don't even have to play the Battleshock game. Like you just You either kill me or you don't. I love Poxwalkers. <clears throat> I love them so much. Matter of oh, fact, are I, they better I have in this build. game than 
Plague Zombies were in seventh. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Plague Zombies That's weren't that movie. great. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Plague right. Zombies didn't actually. Plague Zombies didn't actually ever do anything. They were, do anything. they were just that unit. They were just that unit double jump. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Poxwalkers are the exact same thing as plague zombies. They hold you up, except they also kill all of your stuff and make more, and actually get to utilize our special rules. They are way better than plague zombies were. They do more than just die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They do more than just die. On top of that, that the whole that whole dying thing doesn't even happen as much as as one would hope because they're disgustingly resilient. Hmm. Basically, yeah, so, five up everyone. And the fact that you yeah. can st- start eating people and turning them into zombies is a really cool mechanic and good yeah. as well. Yes, it doesn't work against stupid tail drones. I don't know why they have the drone keyword and not infantry. Yeah. <laughs> Making it all difficult for me. But yeah, I mean, basically anything that has the infantry keyword, it, like uh, you look at with Poxwalkers as. Um, as a wonderful addition like you know you just want to get tied up into things with infantry because if you do kill them you make more guys fine um you want to get tied up into combat anyway mm-hmm. uh yeah they're really they're really dope i just had to get the pox walkers off pox off my off my chest i apologize you've been waiting all night to get rid of your pox i have i have just somebody now has to talk about demon princess won't be me <laughs> let's go which ones uh well let me put it this way i have from an exceptionally good source that it is a typo and it is going to come out in the army faqs that are supposed to be dropping the demon of chaos demon princes are going to only be eight wounds you mean just deep yeah so like the normal ones are eight aren't they yeah, because as it stands right now, they're the only 10-wound model in the game without a degrading profile. And in that codex, Bellacor has 8 wounds, Chaos Space Marines have 8 wounds, Chaos Demons have 10. So it is apparently a typo that is getting F8. That would be good, because then you could hide behind your Wall of Pox Walkers or Brimstones. Yeah, I've actually been torn, so I've been playing it uh, as of recently with them as having only 8 wounds. And I'm actually quite torn between uh, Slanesh and Nurgle Demon Princess. I was just looking at the Zinch. Did the Demon Princess have a Invuln save? I'm guessing the Demonic gives them a five, isn't it? Yeah, they have a five. So, yeah, so they, Zinch gets a four. Nurgle, Nurgle has... Strength. Yep. Nurgle if gets... Or is charged, or does heroic intervention. So that's very situational. That's just not that situational, but uh, Nurgle gets the three up, five up, five up, disgusting. And Slanesh, what Slanesh is really good for is their Quicksilver swiftness. They basically always count as charging, and if your opponent charges, you actually rotate between your Slanesh units and they're charging as if it was a regular charge phase. So they're always going to get the swing first. So it's kind of been um it's kind of a a useful thing. Also they have good psychic powers. And they can take a warp bolter. <laughs> yeah, all demon princes can take warp bolters. I actually run the demon princes with 
with uh, Warp Bolter Wings and two Malefic Talons because they're up to seven attacks at strength seven, uh, damage two, minus two AP. Nine points for Bolter. You know what? It is damage two. I actually take it, uh, Matt, just because I have virtually no shooting in my lists anyway. Yeah. So it's it just it's something nice to just plink away. Um, when I run them, I usually run like because I'm I'm smite heavy. because you know, each demon prince is a psyker, except corn. So you know they're they're at the very least they're getting they're getting uh, an awesome psychic power and smite. Because pretty much every god has a really good psychic power. Zeech has treason to let you take over characters. Slanesh has I'll fight in the psychic phase as if it's fight phase. Um, plus, they also have a basically old ice streak. Do you want me to quickly read over these? Because I've got them. Yeah, open. go ahead. Go ahead. So you got Nurgle. You get Steam of Corruption, which is a value of five. Closest enemy unit within seven of the psyche. It takes D3 mortal wounds. If it has fewer than 10 models, D6 if it has 10 or more. So you've got a short range smite, basically. Which. Isn't too bad considering you're you move twelve, so you got a nineteen inch threat range on it. Plus actually you can advance as well, so twenty ish. Your blessing, which is target a Nurgle demon with an eighteen, add one to all wound rolls in the fight phase. Any wound rolls of a seven plus inflict double damage. It's alright. Put that in your pot on big units of guys. And fleshy abundance. Selects a friendly Nurgle demon unit with an 18 in the Psyche, who has D3 wounds lost earlier in the battle. And that's on a 5. So it's really nice on your Demon Princes. It's nice on the Demon Princes. It's nice on those Pox Riders because they're just demons in Nurgle. So. I wouldn't that, know if Montarian will have the Nurgle demon keyword. Ah, uh, that's what I'm kind of thinking about. Does Magnus have the yes. each demon? He, yep, he is each demon. He's each and demon, yep. Mm-hmm. So mm. that'll be a nice when, if and when he turns up. The then, Slanesh powers are really good. Yeah, Slanesh, you've got the first one's cast a value of 7, roll 2d6. Close to visible enemy with an 18, so for some wound for each point that exceeds their leadership. So it's like the Nid Psychic Scream, but just one unit. Not quite as good as Shriek. But a lot of stuff's only, what, seven? Between five and seven for your mm-hmm. little chaff units, so that's nice. you got Symphony of Pain. Nearest visible enemy within 18 is struck by pain, blah, blah, blah. They subtract one for all hit rolls until your next psychic phase, so that's good. And then you've got Warp Charge value of eight. Single friendly slash demon unit that's within one of the enemy can pile an attack as if it was the fight phase. That's pretty good I yeah. can see that being used quite a lot if you've got a heavy Slanesh arm with lots of Seekers and Demonettes everywhere so but the nice thing is you couple that with something like uh, Warp Time on on like a Chaos Space Brain of Slanesh Demon Prince they have the Slanesh keyword but they also have Heretic Astartes so you immediately fight bust out of combat Warp Time move like normal and then charge in uh, something else yeah, so you get let you fight whatever you want and then go jump behind the unit and fight the character in the back. Yep. So yeah, that's quite combat. Well, can they do two psychic powers? 
No, they can only do one, but but yeah, you just have a, like another demon prince. Yeah, I mean, you're very rarely running one demon prince, and the CSM demon princes get access to the CSM powers. So if you you know take a CS like I usually run like one CSM maybe two CSM princes just because of the mobile uh, um, having that mobility on my warp time is really good. Cool. And then what's the last one? So we've got the Zinch, mm-hmm. which you've got Boon of Change, which is on a seven friendly Zinch unit with an eighteen. Roll a D three. You get plus one attack, plus one strength, or plus one toughness until the start of your next psychic phase. They're all decent. I think you're going to want the toughness early on, then the attacking strength mid to late game. So I don't think it's not reliable enough, but you, you can use your rerolls to get it. But casting on a seven. It's not the worst, but I think you're going to be fishing for one and yeah. you get it some, some of the time. So you're doing a change. What value of nine? Oh, so you bolt a change. Picking it at 18. You unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. If a character is slain by his power, you can have a spawn, but you're probably not going to have the points left over to do it because you have to pay the points for that. But you can actually pick a unit rather than just being closest which is probably why it's a value of 9. And then you've got Treason, which is Warp Charge 8. Pick an enemy character with an 18, apart from the Warlord. Roll 2d6. If it's greater than the leadership, you treat it as if it was a friendly model in your army in the shooting, charge, and fight phases. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have that character you're trying to hide. He's now going to assault, shoot and assault this unit. Have fun killing him. Nice data smith you got there, kid. Hey, Magnus. Yeah. You mine. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Yeah, treason treason is the is a good power out of this. I think Nurgle and and Slanesh have the better powers um overall, which is kind of funny. But treason is just lulzy and can crush a game when somebody's not expecting it. Yeah, I think Bolt is a little too high a warp charge value to be Reliable, mm-hmm. but you got to remember a lot of the um, a lot of the Zeech demons get pluses to cast, so it's not really that big of a deal. Like Lords of Change get plus two, Kairos gets plus two, Magnus gets plus two, but he's not a Zeech demon uh, per se. But I think that's a big thing with the Zeech guys is they have pluses to cast, so it's really it's really only a seven for Bolt of Change. That's not too bad. Yeah, so I, I suppose if it, it was too much lower, it'd be a bit too easy for some of the bigger mm-hmm. guys to do. It just makes it so you're not going to get it off from your small guys. You'll take that one of the big guys and then try your smite on the little guys, probably. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's more than enough talk. We're not, we're not having a Chaos Space Marine slash Demons talk. Mm-hmm. I'll let somebody yeah. else get in here. I had my fun. We can do a review of them at some point. The only other thing worth talking about left is Araman. But let's let Gary get in here. Uh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. We haven't done much for other things. It's mainly been Chaos and Space Marines, really, isn't it? So I was going to pick something from one of the other factions. I was going to go Necrons. Uh, I was going to say. Sorry? I said other factions exist? 
Yeah, other factions do exist. <laughs> There's only um, one good thing in Necrons. I hope you're saying Nightbringer. Well, I, rec- I was, I was going to say Deceiver, but also I was going to go with Necron Warriors as well. Or, um, I actually like as well, um, due to the new line of sight, not existing thing, is Monoliths are pretty good. They're not bad, but I, I quite like the the, the Necron Warriors just because of the the new uh, way reanimation protocols work. Mm. I'm still um, sold on that, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. Uh, oh, I, I no. think it's really cool. You lose twice as many models though before it kicks in because you you're doing four up. all game. Yeah, but the problem is you're basically just killing scouts, which has never been hard for anybody. So the Necron Warriors, like I. I like the reanimation protocols more on the Immortals because of the three-up save versus their Warriors. Now, the nice thing about the Warriors is you do have the Arcs that can do it as well. Mm-hmm. So you can get it twice. But still, I mean, killing even 20 Warriors, the fact that you can kill things you can't see as long as you can shoot, it's not hard to put enough wounds onto a unit like that to make it go away. Well, you kill 15 on the fail Battleshock. In the fail but yeah, you've got things like the um, your Xerus, you've got um, your Cryptex giving buffs and rerolls and plus one, all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know, I just felt like something else needed to kind of get a little bit of light shine on it. And I quite like the way that the new Necrons work. And I mean, look, okay, fair enough. Some people are don't like the, the way that it works. I kind of do just because it. you have to kill the entire unit. It, yeah. I, 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 mm-hmm. I can I can see that meaning a lot of wasted shots. So yeah, I've got to kill it. So I've killed it, killed it. Uh, I've done it all. Uh, I'm going to have to put more shots in to make sure that it all dies because I can't have, you know, half that unit coming back again next turn, and then next turn maybe some more coming back, and then next turn more coming back, and then suddenly all those shots are wasted. So you you Necron warriors are troops, which I don't know. I, I feel that they they're troops that meet that have to be dealt with. If you know yeah. what I mean, so so the sucking away firepower from a lot of the other st- stuff in your army, which would normally be taking it to the dome. So I actually quite like warriors, not because of they're just this all-encompassing unit that will suddenly break the matter. It's just I can I can see a phalanx being being tried. I don't know if it'll work, but I can see a phalanx being tried with like animation barges, monolith, deceiver, things like that. And uh, the, the the flanks, the yeah, the, uh, the, the warriors arc. being yeah, the yeah, ghost arcs as well being internal, uh, you know, part of how it works. Mainly because just being a pain in the arse. Mm-hmm. I can see it being very resilient, but my worry is it because I've looked at it because I've got too many necrons, oh. and I don't know if it has the damage. But then I think you get a good core of your resilient, your troops, your barges, your arts to bring them back, your cryptex and everything. Mm. But then, because you strength four, it damage one, rend one, it's not too bad. And you can get a lot of extra to hit here or there. I was say, the rend one's quite a big thing, actually, I think. I mean, again, coming from an Age of Sigma kind of year of playing, the difference between a rend one weapon on your rank and file and a non rend, you know, and a rend zero on your rank and file is huge. Well, your immortals have got rend two for a few Wait, points what? more, mm. which is like, ooh, that's really tasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Also, we're maybe also strength just, five, right? Yeah. Maybe you could just say Necron troops then. Like a broad yeah. umbrella. Necron troops, I think, will be. Have they got quite um, uh, any I, ways to make their shooting more effective with um, like rerolls to hit? The Lord can give one unit plus one to hit, run, and charge rolls. Mm. But it's also only a three inch bubble. Right? Three inch effect. Matt? No, I think the Lords is a pretty big one. Let me just double check, because it's uh, pick it's pick one unit rather than do everything. Okay. Now Gary Gary hit the nail on the head though with the satans. I think both the satan shards are fantastic. You got the the deceiver is a is a cheeky little bastard, but I really like the Nightbringer. Now I've always been a fan of kind of big dumb idiots, i.e. Imperial Knights type of deal, and the Nightbringer kind of falls into that into that category but the deceiver has a lot of really cute like a lot of really good tricks you could do with him which could catch a lot of armies off guard yeah, if somebody lord, wants to talk about those a little bit more the lord bubbles 12 inch but the, okay. I, like I think it's just a, a bit of a sleeper army that doesn't seem to be getting a lot, a lot of love on the on the forums and then the chats and everything but i do think it could be a, a bit to, of a sleep hit i'm trying to work out whether monoliths are worth their points they're 381, 381. points, I think. You, you don't have to pay anything for the weapons. That's, all the guns that's, are included so that's all in that. Yeah. So it's got four four gorse flux arcs and a particle whip. And um, obviously, before, you couldn't fire them all because they're on each different corner, which is really annoying. But now, line of sight doesn't exist, so you can always fire all four of the flux arcs. So you're getting 12... Um, strength 5, AP minus 2, damage 1 shots, and 6, strength 8, minus 2, D3 damage shots. Um, Don't they put out a bunch of uh, mortal wounds as well? Uh, if you charge it, if you, if you charge it, you have to roll a dice. Um, <coughs> it's a 4 plus normal. Yeah, it's a 4 plus for the first half of the wounds. They've got 20 wounds, by the way. 4 plus for the first half of the wounds, then 6 to 10, it's 5 plus, then 1 to 5, it's on a 6. So if you charge it at the start, um, yeah, on the 4 up, it's gonna see you're, you're taking d6 more wounds. So it's pretty pretty survivable to that. Strength 8, toughness, it's toughness, toughness 8 as well. Um, My favourite part about the monolith, though, mm. it's 7 inches, I think, uh, across in a square. So you put it on the middle of an objective, <laughs> nobody can get to it. Yeah. And so like you, could, you could do a deceiver and three of those yeah. for 11, about 1,400 points-ish, somewhere. And redeploy that. them. And just sit on objectives and go, I'm either going to survive or I'm going to die. <laughs> can they still pull warriors through for uh, and Yes. Yeah. And when they pull them through, do you get the additional reanimation protocols again? No. No. Okay. Because you just, you come through in the movement phase. It's like their deep strike thing. But if your monoliths and your night staffs die, everything's lost. Yeah. So it's quite a little bit of a risk there. But you don't, you're not as limited as to where you come on. You have to be wholly within three of the monoliths, more than one from the enemy. That's it. Mm. Oh, that's not bad. Um, I also like it, like I said the the satan. So what's funny to me is the transcendent satan. I think is actually the worst of all of them, but the satan powers are pretty are pretty good too. 
They have one power that's like a roll roll a d6 for every model in the unit, and on a six, it's just a mortal wound. Which... I thought that was amazing. But then I realized it's closest enemy unit. Mm. Yeah, True. It's close. Which is a little bit like eh, but it's still really good because you've got decent movements positioning. Mm-hmm. I, I like Time's Arrow. Time's Arrow seems just the, the, the oh, um, sniping kind of power. I quite like that. Oh, you've um, Smite, which is nice. Yeah. But, um, a lot of the psychic powers don't um, don't go no. by the character char- targeting rules, do they? So you can just no. pick characters out and stuff. Now, are they actually psychic powers? Can you deny them? Or are they no. just satan powers, right? They're, They're just like satan powers. But so, the okay. So you can't even deny them. No, no. Um, okay, that's pretty good. I mean, I and then the Nightbringer. I know he has a bunch of attacks that just do six damage, hits on twos, wounds on twos. Pretty dope. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. I mean, you can also add in the, the mix. You've got the Triarch Stalkers that aren't actually garbage like they used to be either. I mean, in this kind of rule set. Again, Age of Sigma kind of playing for a year. But the buffs of plus one and minus one are actually you know, surprisingly big. And the, the Triac Stalker gives a plus one for everything mm-hmm. that shooting at a unit that it's already shot at. So a plus one to hit buff is actually really, really huge, especially when you've got these gores, you know, proc on six things. Yeah. The main issue I've had with any Necron list I've done is the points. <laughs> They just a little bit not tuned. Well, yeah, they're very expensive. So what? Because like you've destroyers are sixty-eight points now for two shots, mm. but which is very iffy. I tried a unit with a destroyer lord and it just didn't do anything. And like you two fifty-one points now. Everything's gone. I think Forge World's going to help them a lot. Because they have a lot of, they've always had a lot of really good Forge World stuff, so I think I think Forge World might might uh, help help Necrons a lot more in being able to bring being able to bring stuff that's not necessarily just I'm going to whittle you down, but I'm going to be able to kind of punch you in the mouth and kill you type of deal. Because the destroyers and like like you said, destroyers and heavy destroyers, they're not really the answer, and everything else is kind of like. I'm good shooting. I'll whittle you down. So I'm kind of hoping to see like what the pylons look like, stuff like that, out of Forge World. Yeah, I've just struggled to fit in enough into looking at it and going, right, I'm resilient. I'm going to do this or do that. But will I kill enough in comparison to a lot of the other damage output lists I'm seeing? Uh, I see. I just, I just want to see someone take an army that looks like it did on the old third edition codex with like big blocks of 20, like six of them, 120 Necron Warriors walking across the table. Well, now, now you got to take some monoliths so you just teleport them all across the table yeah. and be like, ah, exactly. I'm in your face. Exactly, exactly. As I say, it's just trying to give something else a little bit of love, and I, th- I think Necrons are they're cool. <clears throat> Harlequins are really cool, but they're going to take an entire thing to go over. Let's do a little quick fire round to wrap it up then. Um... Don't have to explain them, but things for people to go and check out for themselves. Um, I quite like the new Tau Commander that used to be completely rubbish because he was Toughness 4 and died uh, to getting doubled out. Uh, I quite like him. He's really good. He moves super fast, good shooting, uh, and can take 
signature systems. So check him out. He's a nice model as well, so it's good to get him on the table. Next. Aramin. Aramin. Check out Aramin. Dirt cheap. Knows three powers. Denies three powers. Gets plus one to cast. Um, for a reasonable cost, he also has a 12-inch movement. He's fantastic. Gary? Uh, Yanari Elder Dark Reapers. Okay. Matt? Because they're just... Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were done. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> no, no, I was just, just going to say, they're just, they're just, uh, they're just awesome in, um, in Venoms now, I think, because they can move and fire with zero penalty. And as soon as anything dies nearby, they get to shoot again with their amazing missile launchers. And they're ridiculously cheap. They're like eight points each. And then you buy the gun, which isn't that expensive. It's like 100 points for like three, including the XR web. Matt? I'm going to go with someone we've covered already, but Mr. Gilly Man. So I think he's so good, you should actually go and read him. Because I looked at it first and went, oh, that's good. And then kind of looked and went, ooh, if I put him with this, and then this, or this. Um, he's I think like he, bacon. He goes he with a bit absolutely of everything. Yeah, you mean streaky bacon? Danish bacon. Lovely. Mm. I just, listen, man, I just did a proper breakfast. Mac can attest to this. Had your had your back bacon and everything. Streaky bacon's still better. No, it's and not. And, no, I, and I had, I had a legitimately off. straight side-by-side comparison. It was still better. But you don't breakfast have to is... cook back bacon. You don't do it until it's crispy. So go away. I did do it until it was crispy. No, your crispy bacon is like eating resin. It's ridiculous. Anyway, ah, let's go. Thank you very much. We're going to wrap it up there. <laughs> if you guys out like uh, there have got any uh, suggestions as well for units that you want us to check out that you think are really, really good and uh, no one knows about, uh, post on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast. Uh, when we post up the link to this uh, episode, love to hear from you. What are your gotchas? Uh, what are the units that you have gone back and looked at uh, akin to mandrakes and vespids and suddenly possible to, to to use without being mocked by your friends and family uh, let us know get in touch also follow us on twitter uh, it's at allies podcast if you use the twitter uh, and all of us guys are on there as well so you can follow people individually uh, other than that is there anything else i need to plug matt more custodies element games link Element Games link is bit.ly forward slash element AOC if you want to use that. Uh, you can use that as a link directly to Element Games uh, online store. You'll get your standard discount and you'll also help support the podcast as well whilst doing so. So if you're going to buy anything for Element Games, do it by typing that link into your browser bit.ly forward slash element AOC. Do they ship to the States? Uh, they do, but shipping is not free, I'm afraid. Sorry. And just thanks to everybody who ordered from there for the 8th of release. Yes. That was epic well, to I, see. I still need some stuff, so I think I will go check them out. No worries. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be back with more content. Um, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Loads of armies. As the meta develops, we will be looking and analysing and postulating. But until then... That's us for tonight. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Bye.